Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? I need a moment. I can show you the Dip your hand in the greasy popcorn bucket of shame. Yeah, Aaron, this drink is great. Now when did you last let your heart decide? You're ridiculous. I can open your eyes. I'm living the dream. Sideways and under He locked himself in there Alright Aaron, I see you Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping Into the future And it all wraps up in a happy little bow And he succeeds Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping Into the future and then she can take off the mask and talk to him, please. Erin, that's my favorite song, and I don't uh, mean the time keep on slipping. No, yeah. Is it? A, is it a whole new world for you, Ben? It is. It is because welcome back to the Brotherhood Batman, where we are starting season seven. I am Ben, your baby brother, and the sunshine you got Ham. I'm Erin. I'm the oldest out of us. I produce this mess. Thanks for tuning back in. And I'm Jake. I'm the middle brother. I have wrestled control over the list once more from my brothers. This season is mine. Yes. Yes. Welcome back. How many times did you rehearse that, Jake? (laughs) Welcome Uh, back to season seven. (laughs) And um, we're glad to have you here on the Brotherhood of Batman. This is a podcast with three brothers who get together and chat about the Dark Knight, his world. We read comics in a crazy uh, continuity order that I came up with. And you are jumping right back in um, after season six, which was Villains Take Over. Uh, last time we met Batman, that was, was the best season. We had wrapped up with uh, Nightfall, <laughs> so we'll be talking about where uh, we left off there. Before we get into that, every episode we make a theme drink. Uh, well, we try to make a theme drink. Sometimes Ben does it, sometimes Ben doesn't. Uh, oh, I did today. Right. Starting the season off strong, you guys. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna hashtag it or uh, I'm gonna make a little tally mark and see how many times this season he makes one. Yeah, there we go. Ben yeah. made a drink. Top Round of my one. page. My goal will be ben. half half of the episodes. <laughs> half would be good. Yeah, it's not good. bad. It's getting harder and harder to come up with stuff we haven't made before. <laughs> yeah, true. Especially since we're not always recording in person. Like we haven't got really back into recording in person, so we're all making separate ones. And that yeah. was the problem when we started this. It's easier when we do one a week. Yeah, and yeah. somebody just does it. Yeah. So we were gonna yeah. be. Uh, I think this season's gonna have a lot of fun moments in it. Uh, not just getting back into uh, Batman stories and the wider DC world, but we should be recording in person again pretty soon. I think. Um, we're also going to, I, I believe if I've counted right, we're going to hit our three year anniversary during this season. Uh, three years of this nonsense. That's insane. Yeah. I would not have thought we would have made it three years when we're sitting at Buffalo wild wings after a mini comic con. <laughs> right. Oh, I had, shenanigans. I had no intention of actually doing it during that conversation. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I also probably would have uh, it probably would have ended somewhere in year two if there wasn't a pandemic and I had nothing else to do. So you're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> right. So Fair we, enough. we may hit year three and then end because Ben will be going back out into the world. But we'll see what happens. So. Basically. <laughs> Can I talk about my beverage? Yeah. What'd you make? No. So well, well, hold on. Hold on. Ben, oh. Before you go. Jake says you're going back out in the world. And I'm just envisioning you like opening the door like in one of those stupid Disney movies where like the birds and the animals like approach and you're just like singing and frolicking in a meadow as you uh, uh, bark into the, into the world of insanity. So I picture it a lot like uh, Mary Jane from Spider-Man three, but he Ben's wearing his white wedding suit as he runs down the street. (laughs) That was Spider-Man two. That was was Spider-Man two that that happened in. Yeah. (laughs) But the that would be glorious. That fly up off the sidewalk. Yeah, it's a yeah. terrible scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben, what are you doing? Anyways, so we are starting the Zero Hour Saga. So I thought it'd be appropriate that I made a beverage called Zero Effort. So <laughs> this is this is water, but hold on, mixed with water from a different timeline. And wait, <laughs> there's still more water. <laughs> 
that. Da, da, da. <laughs> but uh, but for fun, um, I also put in uh, vanilla vodka. So it is nice. very tasty. But very uh, nice. I thought my joke would be more appropriate. I, so I zero effort. Zero, that, uh, ben, I, I approve of that. And my, my beverage I made is uh, zero, uh, seven up, seven up zero, and nice. some just plain vodka. And both of those are clear, and, you know, that makes perfect sense. Unlike this book, which was not clear at all. So that's a great, uh, great segue to... I'm so to, happy. Uh, I'm so happy Aaron's mad and confused. <laughs> wait, it's almost like with Aaron's choices. Well, no, wait, we were confused with all of our choices last season, so never mind. My choices were perfect, you fuckers. Uh, well, Jake, my... did you get a zero tea drink? Yeah, I did get one made. Um, it's not a zero tea drink, but it is a uh, 7-Up mocktail. So it's got um, orange juice, pineapple juice, and 7-Up in it. And it's 7-Up uh, for season 7. And mocktail for uh, this, you know, things aren't quite as they seem in this book. So Yeah. That's yeah. legit. I approve, I approve the 7-Up for season 7. That's cute. Yeah. So that's yeah. fair. Oh, before before we talk about these excellent books, uh, what's been going on in your geeky little worlds, guys? Stop talking about comic books or what do you think you're doing, nerd? Stop spending Get those words! Um, I don't know what's been going on in your geeky little world, Jake. Well, I have, um, I, we, we had the list ready. We had some filler episodes between the ending of last season as we, we really tried to just, uh, get our schedules and everything together. So I embarked on a reading quest that I've been meaning to do for a while and, um, as we talk about the zero hour event in DC comics, we're going to be referencing the crises of DC comics quite a bit. And oh so, Lord. Are you reading the crisis of infinite earth? Jake? Oh, I'm doing one better, Aaron. I am going back and I am reading the, Oh wait, no, doing one better would be reading something good. Are you doing that? <laughs> I am reading the entirety of the crisis saga. So that includes oh God. leave George Perez alone. No. George Lopez. George Lopez needs to go away. He was buried. He was done. Leave him alone. It goes all the way back. Go to away, George. Go away. Flash one twenty three with a flash of two Earths. And uh, I'm reading all that. That is an iconic cover. Iconic. It is. That's it, the first crossover between different um, uh, that is ages. The, oh, yeah. This is the first cross. It's the evolution or the introduction of DC's multiverse, which is yeah, what, okay. what the crisis ends up having to fix. But uh, so I'm reading that. I'm reading the entire six volumes of Crisis on Multiple Earths. Which, Are these from the Bronze Age, Jake? The so, Bronze Age? No. What, what's that, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> these are Silver Age stories um, mm. where mm. every uh, annual for the JLA comic book back in the Silver Age did a JLA and a JSA crossover where the uh, teams from the two Earths would get together to solve some kind of common problem. And uh, they ended up extending it to the different multiple Earths throughout the DC universe, which is what created all the issues that Infinite or Crisis of Infinite mm. Earths had to go back and fix. So I'm gonna leave it there for now. We'll 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 get deeper into it. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, great! I have tried to repress all those memories. Uh, my weekend geek. I finished reading the Rusty Brown book that Kelly and the boys gave me. Oh yeah. Um. It was, I, I, I really recommend you read it. It's really got, there's the, the only downside I would say is that it, some of the print is so damn tiny that it is really hard to read, not hard to understand by any stretch, but really hard to read. Like, uh, the panels, because you're old. Uh, <laughs> ben, I think any, I think anybody would have, it's like 0. 0.2 font or something. No, ridiculous. it's true. You showed, you showed it to yeah. me and it looks really, it looks very small. There's a lot going on in here. It's like, it's more like real life, real problems, people trying to deal with, 
all kinds of situations. It has like really good takes on social issues, social justice. It's really, it was really a good story. It's just, it was, a, it was a way more intense and real than I was expecting with this graphic novel. So I suggest you check it out. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's a long one. It takes a while to get through, but um, oh, you yeah. lost me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> You had me, and then you lost me. <laughs> well, this might be the first time in forever that the three of us have actually had all of our Weekend Geeks be comic book related. Oh. I'm super excited because today um, a comic that I have been anxiously waiting came out. It's called the Star Girl Spring Break Special, and <laughs> it is a one shot of my beloved Star Girl doing um, Girls Gone Wild down in Miami. Nice. Uh, she's a teenager, so that's not appropriate. But uh, not and I haven't read it not yet, nice. so I'm rushing through this episode so I can go read my book. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, it's by my favorite artist, and it, the writer is the guy that created the character. So it should be should be fun. It's a it's a one shot, so it you know will be fun and light and not have anything to do with anything. So can we can we have some names there? Who's your favorite artist? And uh, Todd Todd Knock, and Uh, then it's by Jeff Zoms. So yeah, Todd Knock hasn't done anything. He's been doing a lot of Marvel lately, so he hasn't done anything that I've purchased lately. So it'll be nice. Did that? Um, did he do the fourteen issue Stargirl run? Is he the artist from that? No, he's not. It, that was some random no-name person. Okay, so this but, isn't uh, him Jeff... returning to that character, but he did no, do Young is... Justice, right? So he's... Yes, so okay. he's drawn her before, but this is his first. And then he did like a four-page spread of her in some infinite something, you know, one of those sagas that we like to get into here. Yeah. Um, so he's drawn her before, but this is the longest. It's like a 40-page thing. So, so this, this is the was, longest. What, what was her. it called, Ben? It's the Star Girl Spring Break Special. Oh, I just sent you a picture. I have a Spring Break issue. Is it anything like the picture I just sent (laughs) you? Oh, God. What did you send me? (laughs) Luckily, it has not shown up on my phone, gentle (laughs) listeners. So whatever smut Aaron just sent me, hold on. It showed up. Aaron, if you you zoom in, she's right back there in the background. Oh, she's in the background of that? Oh, my God. I hate you. Uh, It's a Lobo with some some broads and uh, <laughs> that, that's in my collection ben that's on my clz <laughs> that's pretty fantastic i like that the barcode is over his junk yeah so that's nice no this is not like that but uh i don't know i haven't opened it yet so it, it could be all sorts of scandalous mm. it will not and if you're curious the issue i sent listeners that is lobo's big babe spring break special so big babe spring break <laughs> I would actually be curious or interested to like, I don't want to read them, God no, but to flip through <laughs> your Lobo collection just because I feel like the covers are really funny. The covers are really funny. Yeah. They're pretty great. It's pretty, it's pretty nineties. If you want to get like 90s stuff, it's uh, it's pretty much there. So <laughs> nice. all right. Well, um, shall we get into this so I can go read my comic book? Sure. sure. Let's do it. All right, guys. So this week, uh, we read what we're going to call the Zero Hour Prequels. Um, it is from Showcase 94, issues 8 and 9, the Sum Zero storyline out of those two issues. Um, we also read Batman 511 and Man of Steel 37. Uh, and if you're intimidated by random titles and numbers, these are in trade paperbacks. Yes. So yeah. it is a thing that people actually read. So I think that was Man of Steel 47, Jake. Was it? I oh. wrote 47, though. Yeah, it's 47. Jake's wrong. Why Good start I, to the season, Jake. Why do I keep <laughs> doing that? <laughs> are you sure it's 47? We both wrote it down. All right. Damn it. Okay. So it's uh, Man of Steel 47. <laughs> Uh, anyways, oh, you sound so sad, Aaron. You sound so sad. <laughs> I haven't written down thirty-seven like three spots. It's so weird. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Well, you were wrong three times. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we last left Batman and his family uh, at the very end of Nightfall. He had reclaimed the mantle of uh, the Bat uh, from Azrael, and he had kicked him out of his cave and his house. And this picks up right where that all left off, right, guys? I mean, that's what's going oh on. Oh my god, that was. That was half a year ago of my life. 
when, would, when the hell did we read that? I don't remember. Yeah. The hobo, Aaron. Remember there were hobos with alcohol. Oh, yeah, I do remember. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> what's actually <laughs> happening <laughs> in these issues <laughs> are uh, the linear men up in their little out of time and space uh, fortress are watching. And they realize that an event has happened that is going to um, affect all of time and throw things out of whack. And we immediately jump to Gotham where Batman and Robin are chasing the Joker and only to run into a, uh, an active and adventuring Batgirl um, in the same time and place where an Oracle is also present. Um, that's very confusing. And then we. Wow, I'm impressed that Aaron didn't make any uh, wisecracks about active. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Batman, trying to figure out what the hell is going on, uh, reaches out to his good friend Superman. Although by the time Superman gets the message, it's not from the same Batman. It's from multitudes of Batman from different times yes, and yes. different places. And Superman, the Man of Steel, has no idea which one is his true friend and what the hell is going on. Then okay. I didn't interrupt him there because I wanted him to just keep rolling along. So oh, that's that, fair. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, once we are in person, we'll be able to make eyes and make him very uncomfortable and <laughs> make his eyes roll on the back of his head. So I need to talk. Um, so, <laughs> so I was so excited for season seven. Like this, Jake's like, okay, season season was. six. Is, Crap, that doesn't mean anything. Season five is all Batman all the time, with me getting a couple Tim Drake episodes that I was happy about. Season seven, I'm like, all right, this is the greater DC universe. This is continuity. This is the peak, the prime of when I was reading comic books and when I cared about all these characters. I was so excited, you guys, so excited. I open up this book. I'm on a road trip. I'm ready to read in the car while I make my husband (laughs) work for me. I open it up. I'm like, who the hell are these people? I read three pages and I throw the crap in the back seat. (laughs) (laughs) You threw my comic book? I placed it gently back in the bag, but it it was funnier to say throw. Um, Yeah, so that's that's my initial reaction. Aaron, what were your thoughts to gold-headed, bearded man? Okay, so we have Wave Wave Rider and Hunter, and I wrote those two names, and then I wrote down who they. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, did we read them? I feel like we might have read them, but I can't be nope. certain. Or maybe they showed up on Infinite Earth. That may be where they're coming from. Mm. Uh, well, but- Aaron, also, if you've read the extended um, trades after the death of Superman, there is a Wave Rider story where he goes back thinking that he can prevent uh, Kal-El's death. And um, the other linear men have to stop him and explain that this needs to happen because if you save him once, you can't save him again and over and over. And over. Yeah, so. I feel like the linear men, I feel like I'd heard that before, which only would have been in Crisis on Infinite Earth. So I feel like that's got to be touched on in there. So when you get to that part, let me know because I ain't <laughs> reading that shit again. Um, <laughs> so they want to so you got this monarch guy who sees him in this weird time stream in 1994 which i like that they called out the year because that makes it more apparent how odd it is wants them to come (laughs) after him and he wants the ability to move through time stream and i was like well who the hell doesn't want the ability to move through time and then i got thinking what would you two do ben and jake if you had the ability to move through time what would be the first thing you would do the I first mean, thing I would it. do would be to go back and erase Jake's continuity and throw in all of season six. But <laughs> I think I'd want like a baby dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> just just wild ball in here. <laughs> okay. That wouldn't lead to chaos and carnage and Josh doing something and you flipping out like a lunatic. I can just Oh yes, because we all know my husband is so good at telling me no. Clearly he'd be like, here babe, let's get a cage for it. He'd be like, why didn't you bring back two? It's gonna get lonely. If Josh was a superhero, he'd be the super enabler. Like (laughs) Oh boy. I think I'd go back to that episode where I introduced myself as Aaron and not do that. <laughs> that was my favorite of all of your mess ups so far. So far. Aaron, what would you do? 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't really think through it. I think I would, uh, I would do something that would just screw with people in a really weird, random way, like bring something that would have no earthly place or just like turn people around in the middle of a conversation so that they're facing the opposite direction while they're in mid speak. <laughs> <laughs> just something totally dumb that would just like fuck with people's heads. But so I think that's what I would do. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. Oh, I have a real answer. I have a real answer. I would go back to that comic book convention and I would burn down that Buffalo Wild Wings where we discussed this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. So okay. the linear men are going to go back uh, and try to stop Monarch, right? Who? No. Yeah. Am I getting that name right? Yes. Yeah. Monarch is messing with uh, the time string. Um, so Monarch is a villain of a DC story that I did not make you guys read. Thank uh, you. Called, uh, Armageddon 2001. It's a big mm. giant crossover where... Oh, oh, that's where Batman was. One of the times, uh, Tim was doing something without him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So th- that whole storyline uh, revolves around this guy from the future coming back to try to get rid of all the superheroes, and it's revealed during in the final part of the story that the villain that has traveled back from the future is actually the hero Hawk, who tried to stop himself from doing this and inadvertently created himself. He was a Teen Titan. That's not really important so i didn't make you guys read that story uh just know that this guy is a villain that's been screwing with the timeline for a little while i I feel like we got it pretty apparent that this dude's a villain uh i love when villains give themselves a new name and then they shout their name in a weird (laughs) crazy font that is like where did you come up with x scans like what is x their logo the font is their logo so if they get their own spinoff series they already have the print for the cover no, that's true. <laughs> that's what they do. That's heroes true. Heroes do it too. Heroes do it too. But yeah, I, I know they do. It's a terrible I, name. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a pretty bad name. Like in ter- like it doesn't even like extant. It's like I don't I don't know. It sounds like a a really bad ex uh, a laxative that you would get at like a discount Family Dollar. <laughs> Not even the real Family Dollar, but like a discount Family Dollar. <laughs> That's amazing. His his and outfit is, is pretty pants? discount too, right? Like it's just like <laughs> it's just black with some red on it. Like it doesn't even have anything going for it. Yeah, and it no, has it's a purple pretty, cape. That's, it's that's not. True. It's not good. And and so we got like so X stance like comes up with his name or whatever, and then you got this hunter. <laughs> this hunter guy who is a total little bitch and he just blames he blames wave rider for everything as he's trapped in this bubble because he can't do anything because he couldn't really foresee the future or have a sense of what was actually happening even though he thought he did but he's just a total little schmuck i i don't even know this hunter guy was just a putz i don't know what are your thoughts on hunter uh yeah yeah Um... kind of putzy (laughs) um I, I, I go ahead. feel like he's an action figure. Like he doesn't look like he looks like a GI Joe. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. it's bad. No, right? he he looks like the GI Joe that you bought at the same discount family store that you got your <laughs> X stand at, right? Like, it, like yes. knock off, like not the same amount of articulation, and he's got <laughs> like, like four points. <laughs> we don't know what to do with him, so give him some like cyborg eye thing. Like just do that yeah. and a buzz cut. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That's not a G.I. Joe. That's a B.O. Ho. Hey. <laughs> I did enjoy, though, that Extant. No, <laughs> uh, is it before he upgrades to Extant or not? It doesn't matter. He made his own time travel device. And so, like, he's um, he's like hop- they're all hopping through different errors. Like they pop into the dinosaur time and then. It's, you know... Yeah, but we don't even get cool pictures of that. They, like, tell us where they are. They're like, we're in the mm-hmm. Ice Age. And the only clue to that is that there's a white background behind them. I <laughs> right. Like, right. Garbage. Right. Garbage. <laughs> well, and they call out, like, they call out that Hawks, oh, he's not that smart. And then Hunter's like, oh, maybe he is. He developed this time thing. Maybe he's not as stupid as we thought he was. <laughs> I'm like, uh, clearly, you're, like, trapped in something, and he's already manipulating time, you moron. He's not that stupid. 
And also, he, like, merged with his lover, Dove? Like, I didn't realize that these two former Teen Titans merged into one evil being. It was very strange. Could we merge all the Teen Titans into one being and then put them into the Phantom Zone? I'd be for that. I'm so over you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited for season seven, guys. This is going to be great. It is going to be great. I'm excited that I care about it again. Okay. Well, all all that happens with Wave Rider, Rip, and Extant, and uh, it all builds up to Wave Rider being able to give us the line that actually matters from these issues, and it seems like we're on the verge of a true crisis. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, One other thing about these showcase issues I do want to talk about, just real, real quick. But showcase is basically just like specials. They just like mm-hmm. show up and have like multiple stories in them. These were very, very short. So when I saw that we were reading two issues of showcase, not to be typical me, but I was like, <laughs> ugh. And then especially when I opened it and those characters I didn't know or care about. But it was like short little excerpts. So this whole little two-issue thing was really only like eight to ten pages, which made me happy. Yes. And I do recommend that you go out and find the single issues for Showcase 94, 8, and 9. because Not because of these issues. No, no, no. But because they they have parts one and two of the Gallo Dal story that we read uh, with the origin of Scarface. Oh, yes. So they're actually worth Uh, owning uh, just for those. Yes. Oh, maybe I had these. Maybe Ooh. that's why you remember Wave Rider because you flipped through the rest of this nonsense and like, what is going on? I thought this was all. Oh, that's actually okay. possible. Yeah, that is possible, but probably unlikely because I just read the Scarface part. Well, so we're on the verge of a true crisis. Let's jump over to Gotham and see what's going on. Yeah. Okay. So my favorite part in here, in this one, is Joker. Like seeing, like all this is confusing. Like. You have Batgirl showing back up, and Joker's like, what's going on? Didn't I, like, cripple you and all this? And then Batman and Robin show up, and the Joker's confused. And then Joker's like, fuck this. I'm out. You, you, All you people, you figure this shit out, and I'll come back. <laughs> Just tell me well, who I need to kill later. He's the reasonable one. Yeah, Joker was the reasonable one. This does not make sense. You guys are all nuts. Uh, like, uh, when Joker's, like, the rational, sane one, you know shit is fucked. Like, that... <laughs> Yeah. Well, what's what's fun for me about these um, these type of books with like playing around with different versions of characters, it's a real challenge. And I don't know if I feel like these issues we read were successful, um, but I'm excited to get into some of the other ones because I know that they're going to do a good job of trying to make it really clear, like who the different versions are. I felt like there was an overwhelming amount of like cheese to this. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, I can't tell if it's because I'm reading the 1960s Batman being cheesy or if it's because I because it's all written bad. Like, it felt very 80s to me. And I can't mm-hmm. tell if it was intentional. But I'm excited to get, keep going with this to see if it gets a little more well-defined. Okay. Well, and- So what... Sorry. No, go ahead, Jake. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, like, put yourself... And, and I wasn't picking up Batman issues uh, on a monthly basis back when these came out in 94. But to put yourself back... Because you just had all the Nightfall. Like, you just read all that. Exactly. Uh, so, Batman 510 ends, uh, I believe, with him going to Wayne Manor to do the face-off with Azrael. And then we get... The, the finale of Nightfall, and we get the aftermath in a couple other stories. And then this is 511. This is the next issue. If really? You, if you have a poll for Batman, this is the next issue you get. Oh, I would be fucking pissed if that's where it <laughs> left off. I'd be, like, I'd be done with this. I'd be like, I ain't, I ain't giving you my hard-earned money I stole from mom's purse. I ain't dealing with this. Oh my god. Mine. I'm kidding. You leave, you leave our state mother out of this. I'm kidding. Well, and then, she just gave me money when I asked. I don't know why you had to steal. I'm sure she did. We're about to do... As I looked at my comic book collection. Sorry, what? We're about to do six episodes to cover this zero-hour situation. But Aaron, like if you go and look at your Nightfall trades, the Nightfall trades skip over this issue and they go straight into the next big solo Batman story, which is only the following issue. So 512 uh. picks up with a brand new Batman 
family right. story. It goes over so many titles. It's not just Batman. Which yeah, right. I no. So this zero hour thing is a drop in a bucket that affects the entire DC continuity. And I wanted to pick out because I wanted this exact reaction from you guys was like, what the fuck is going on? This is bonkers shit. <laughs> like we're finally getting back into Batman continuity and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So. I feel like mm-hmm. it's safe for season seven to stop referring to it as Batman continuity. This is DC continuity. This season is a DC podcast, which I'm not mad about, but <laughs> we're still the brotherhood of Batman for the, um, the double B going on, but uh, <laughs> otherwise. So, so Batman, Batgirl. Well, I don't think you can do Batman without the DC as a whole, and I think we've seen that throughout right. this. So and I especially think... at this time in DC publication, is he is such a driving force in their sales and their crossovers, and the teams that are going to come out in the next year or so. You know, like, right. We're we're about to get. Uh, I mean, this is the height of DC comic sales right now. And he's yeah. everywhere, uh, just like now. Like Batman drives the current Batman. I mean, he's he's in like eight titles right now. Guess Aaron's uh, phone dropped the call again at exactly forty minutes. All right, Aaron, what the fuck? All right. So seriously, I was just about to say when Jake takes a breath, I'm going to say we better come to a good stopping point because my phone is going to fucking cut out. Yeah, it, and it's exactly at thirty-eight out. minutes every time. It was. Yeah, I have no idea why. I've looked at my phone settings. I've looked at my carrier settings. I cannot fucking figure anything out. Like, my phone's been jacked up on some other things, so I may just go buy a new one. I don't even know. It's driving me insane. I have no idea what's going on, so... That's okay. Well, at least we know how long we've been recording, so... (laughs) Yeah, it's like 39 and a half minutes, and it, like, I was about to say, Jake, when you come to a spot, let's pause, because my phone's going to cut out. All right, so where was Jake... Uh, who knows? I, I finished my Rambling. sentence, so you'll you'll get it before I start cursing. <laughs> so <laughs> when Aaron had it. Okay, so I want to I want to talk about this these issues specifically. So yeah. I I like to talk a lot of snack on Batman, but honestly, I love DC Comics. I love things about Batman, but reading doing this podcast with you, not trying to be funny, has made me like Batman less. He's bad, <laughs> and this issue. I was like, you're a bad detective. You can't just see Batgirl and be like, you were crippled. He just tells her she was crippled. I'm like, you're a detective. Get the information. Why are you just like shouting in the street? And you're like calling her Barbara and shit. She could be like a mutant or a vampire or like, you don't know what she's doing. Why are you just like screaming? Hey, Barbara, you were crippled. Am I am I wrong? Like he's uh, a bad detective. No, no, it, no. I, you're no, absolutely I right, even. and it's a victim of the writing of this time, right? Like they're still like they're still stuck in that. I don't know about this time, Jake, because the ongoing Robin series has not been flawed. I think they're oversaturating <laughs> the bat. I think they're oversaturating the bat titles, and not all of them are going to be great. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right with that. Mm-hmm. This uh, this issue in particular, like. It's hard to tell, and especially when we get into the Superman one that follows, like who in what spot of the story is the is the one that we've had all along, right? Like, is right. this our yeah. Batman? Is this our Robin? Is this our Nightwing? Like, I wh- was trying to figure that out as I read, and I was having a tough time figuring that out. Nothing against like the continuity or anything, but when we get to the Superman one, you have all these bad men showing up and I was like, which where time frame are they from? Where are they at? Exactly. And so I kind of just let myself get carried away with that and be like, okay, nobody here is the one that I'm supposed to be following. I'm just supposed to Mm -hmm. feel like it's You're supposed to be following Superman in that issue because it's his title. Right. And even in the Batman one, I'm like, okay, you know, we we see Batman and and Tim Drake Robin, which Barbara doesn't or the Batgirl doesn't recognize. And then we get to meet Barbara as Oracle. She's there working with Batman and Robin and she's got no idea what's going on. But then immediately Gotham turns against Batman, right? Like they're now in a situation. So did they leave their earth? Uh, yeah, it, it gets really jumbled. And then whose Joker is this? Like he's very, yeah. like Ben said, he's written very eighties and kind of campy and over the top. Like, is this the actual Joker from the timeline we've been reading? Uh, so mm-hmm. I kind of just let myself get swept up in it and be like, none of it is to be, 
taken as a as a continuity, right? Like, are, they're, the mm-hmm. continuity is being shuffled like a deck of cards right now. Right. Yeah. Well, when when it switched and the Gotham PD was after Batman and Robin, I I didn't really feel worried for them because the Gotham PD can't save themselves, <laughs> let alone find anyone else or stop anything. So I was like, oh, they're good. They're, they ain't gonna be bothered with any of that nonsense. But I did um, like why the you're not wrong why yeah. why the GCPD had turned against Batman, right? Like, so in the the timeline or the Earth or wherever we're at. And why Barbara is still active as Batgirl. Uh, the events of the Killing Joke were reversed, mm-hmm. and it was Gordon that was shot, and he died. And so now, without Gordon protecting Batman and Robin, they're they're vigilantes. Yeah. They're wanted by the police. And I really like that. I liked that they drove home how important Gordon is to Batman's crusade. That he wouldn't be, able and I could yeah. see, I could see Harvey becoming a new commissioner if he stayed sane long enough and stayed in the ranks long enough. Yeah, yeah, that was cool too. I, I like that. I agree with all of that, except Batman's like, "Wow, I never appreciated Jim before." I'm like, "Yes, you did." What are you <laughs> talking about, you dumb shit? Like, <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I really like the concept of these because it's, it's really, and I, and I feel like Aaron, you're going to be annoyed through this season, but I feel like you might like some of it because it's really Elseworlds meets continuity. Like that's what these books are. It's bullshit, banana shit, but it actually like matters. Um, uh, so it's well. the best of both worlds. I mean, it matters in the law. Like, eventually it's going to lead to stuff. So uh, Yeah, eventually it's going to re- lead to a retcon that get, does away with all of it. But that's fine. We'll get to it anyway. I'll discuss that in my new podcast, uh, <laughs> Elseworlds with Aaron. So Elseworlds with Aaron. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> oh, God. Um, unsubscribe. Um, <laughs> fair, fair. Did you guys I, catch I the too. little the romance uh, between Barbara uh, Gordon and Bruce. Yeah, that's gross. A disgusting yeah. thing that happens in different versions of yeah. I just wrote so down, I like I wrote not. down creepy was the only word I wrote to describe that relationship. I was like, yeah, it's a little creepy. Yep. Yeah, but it's not the only time they play around with it. DC's obsessed uh. with putting those two together and it's nasty. Why? Because uh, comic books are mostly written by men for creepy men. I mean, we've talked about that before. Like the Killing exactly. Joke cartoon that came out. I guess we have. If you ever listen to me, we have. Um, <laughs> the Killing Joke cartoon that came out. I don't know, five, ten years ago at this point. Yeah, yeah I was like somewhere. the Killing Joke. Yeah, yeah, that has Barbara and Bruce get jiggy with it, and that is not something. So, anyways. I like so I like that nod because it's it, it's like a ew gross, but it's also a thing that has been played with in other huh. versions of the characters. So interesting. Okay. Yeah, there's no version of it where I like it. And uh, if you've looked at my timeline, Aaron, like I tried to age them appropriately for all the issues and the the points that the big stories happen. And I always you like mean to that think... tiny that tiny print Excel Google Doc that you sent us. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I didn't look at that. Uh... I deleted it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Jacob? I don't know. Sorry. Go ahead, guys. Whatever. I'm I'm just sitting here. And that's fine. <laughs> what are you saying? Don't Jake? worry, Jake. Aaron and I will be fighting soon enough, and then you oh, can sure be <laughs> back in charge. <laughs> Our allegiances can only last for two or three episodes tops before we turn totally. on each other. Totally. Well, so Batman not knowing what to do or how to detect or figure things out like the world's greatest detective that he's supposed to be decides that the only person that can help him is the Man of Steel. Um, mm-hmm. and so he goes to get help from Superman. Yeah, yeah. before we, before we move in there, I liked how uh, Joker visited Harvey and he discusses the movie Death of a Batman that he wants to make. Oh, so I thought yeah. that was a good... I thought that was a really good tie to the the Joker book that we read, where he's trying to make the movie, um, yeah. so which was only a couple months ago in in uh, publications. So, really, okay, yeah, no, I thought that was fun, so I, I like that part. Yeah, yeah. So I then he too. moves into Superman. So yeah. yeah. So we jump over. How did how did Metropolis get destroyed, Jake? Was that Doomsday? Is that the remnants of the the battle of when Superman died? Is that that what happened? No. So this is a little further ahead in Superman's story. Um, 
So this is after the reign of the Superman and the return of Superman. Uh, okay. This is dealing with um, the world. Uh, Lois Lane exposes uh, Lex Luthor Jr. as the real or <laughs> yeah, as, right? as a villain. And it, it comes out that okay. he's actually like the old Lex Luthor. And so he initiates something that pretty much almost like blows Metropolis up. Like on his, okay, well, on his peace out kind of way well that's not that sounds like something luther would do so. yeah <laughs> yes um i did like there's obviously a bunch that happens in this issue but um i thought it was a little more fun because it was like superman and then just all these batmans and i recognized a bunch of them um okay but who I, did you recognize then i recognized the dark knight um dark knight returns batman i recognized um batman from detective 27 when he jumps down I recognize like '60s Batman. I don't know. I just oh. thought the the illustrations were really cool. But I also was like, the the writing for everyone is cheesy. So the mm. the the voices they were given, the speech bubbles weren't very strong for me. But the visuals, I liked that it was all drawn very clearly. Like this is this Batman. This is that Batman. Um, oh, I liked okay. that. Yeah, but I like, had a hard of, time. I had a hard time placing the Batman. The one that jumped down that looked like a really goofy Batman costume, like the third one that showed up, all I could get in my head was that game I played with you guys where I played the guys that are saying the Batman name. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it was the one goofy guy that's like, hey, Batman, or whatever it was. That's the only (laughs) thing I could have in my head while that guy jumped down. And I I think that was Detective 27. Like, it looked very... Like, to me, it looked like the old school, like, original drawing of Batman. Um, maybe not to 27 specifically, but like, yeah, with his wings looking like a paraglider thing and being drawn at weird angles. Like that's very much how he was drawn his first couple years of existence. Yeah. Yep. But, You're right. And the purple gloves and all that. Yep. I knew something. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, we'll see if that ever happens again. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say before I went off on that tangent um, which I'm glad we did because it got, allowed me to be right about something. Was I liked that they Batman and Superman when they finally meet up share that they um, quite a year for both of us. They share they like reflect on the fact that Batman had his back broken, which they say three to four times in this issue, and then they also reflect on the fact that you know Superman had died. So I, I like that it puts it while they're a little. Superman's recovered more recently than Batman has. I like that it still puts it in that, you know, letting us know okay. where they're at yeah, and that, that they sense. shared that together. Yeah. Yeah. And those two big events. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. That they had these life changing and comic changing events together. Um, I love the, uh, <laughs> the judgment on what Superman looks like now. Uh, you uh-huh. know, broken backs, hippie hair, and they they don't recognize <laughs> each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, he kind of he kind of is a badass in the, in the sense that he's he's not your uh, typical Clark Kent take shit from people in this. Well, he died, Aaron, so he's dealing with his emo emotions. Yeah, he, he probably is. Yeah. Well, yeah, and there's somebody <laughs> macking on Lois, and his city just got blown up by his uh, arch enemy, who he thought was already dead. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's... Oh, and they're notably not married yet. I liked that. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. a lot to take in, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so who are the weird people that showed up at the end to take Kal-El home? Those are his parents. Yeah. Those are his parents? That's, yeah, Jor-El and... But, okay, so who are the old people in that scene? Those are his... Martha and Jonathan. Okay. All right. So they show up to the place that the spaceship landed thinking that Jonathan is Clark, which was very funny to me because Okay, that's why that I was like confused. <laughs> gotcha. I was like, uh, that ain't no Superman. Uh, I don't know what you're thinking, but all right. Okay, that <laughs> makes more sense, I guess. D- well that could be confusing because you're like, why is there an old Superman? Yeah, no, I, I get the yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Don't invest too much time in the zero hour spinoffs of Superman because we're not gonna read them. So <laughs> but you can if you'd like to go to they're great yeah um and then aaron there's probably one more character in here i don't know if you knew uh metron busts in in his cosmic chair um flying around he's from apocalypse he's got this like all-knowing chair that's where dark side lives he's on an all-knowing chair 
He's Will it get me beer if I sit in it and say, chair, get me beverage? No, probably not. No. no I feel like then. we have that technology now. Where there's I feel like beers like, in armchair. I feel like it's called Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> don't be stupid, Aaron. We don't drink beer. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> he's kind of this like uh, interdimensional, um, you don't know whose side he's playing on kind of character. Gotcha. Sometimes he's a good guy. Now, when your, wives, when your wives listen to these episodes, they cannot tell Joshua what I say because <laughs> he does not listen at all. So I've just completely given into that and just like say whatever the hell I want. So that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> hey sister-in-laws keep it between us <laughs> uh, I, oh we love your husband I did like out of this episode that um, Superman has his priorities much like Ben and Josh do you know they each have their individual priorities <laughs> that Superman cannot help figure out what is going on and why there's all these different Batmans because mm-hmm. he has to be a security guard at a rock concert <laughs> Well, like, that makes perfect sense. Right. I didn't have any problem but, understanding that concept. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely not him. You know, working under his pay level at all. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get paid. <laughs> I wonder what Ticketmaster is giving him a cut of. Ticketmaster. <laughs> <laughs> you get the fees that nobody has redeemed or has like tried to get out of. That's okay. <laughs> all right, guys. What did you think of these episodes? But let me ask you something. What do you think of this? Say it's all right. That was it's terrible. Right. Horrendous. I'm offended. I'm it's appalled. Right. That was awesome. Right. Yes. Yes. I, I enjoyed them for what they are. I'm going to withhold my judgment on whether you should read them or not. That's fair. I'm gonna. I, I enjoyed getting back into a Batman DC continuity ish. Uh, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious. Well, okay, come on. I'm curious to see where we go from here. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'll say. I think I I knowing where this is headed and what's going on, I liked them for how out of place and disruptive and disorienting they were. Because I think that was what their intention was, and I think it I think it worked really well. That you, if you were reading month to month, and maybe you weren't picking up. I mean, I'm sure you probably picked up all the Batman Nightfall stuff, but maybe you're not a regular subscriber to Shadow the Bat and Detective, and you're just buying the Batman book. If you jump back into your Batman ongoing story, and this is what you've got, you're like, what are they doing? Like. <laughs> And I like that. I, I and I felt like it was really well handled in that aspect of it. Okay. Um. So these weren't my favorite issues, but I am super excited for seven. This did not turn me off from my excitement about what is to come. And I have read some of the. I haven't read any of the zero hour, but I've read some of the zero issues, which I'm sure we'll get into some of them. Um, I feel like the ones that I have read are better than these ones, but, um, I am, I'm excited to keep reading this. This has me, this has me pumped. It hasn't turned me away, but these specific issues, I'm like, okay, whatever. So, well, great Ben. Cause I'm sure next week we'll be following up with what happens here. Right, Jake? We're yeah, definitely not. I mean, this is the brotherhood of Batman. <laughs> this is season seven. We are back into Batman continuity. So, as would figure, let's go ahead and read eight issues of Green Lantern, guys. I think that sounds I'm good. so excited. I'm so excited. I I, I, I I just have to ask Ben, have you the wing? The, the wing? I do. I have a Green Lantern ring, and I'm wearing it when we record in person. So, nice. spoiler. So, uh, yeah, next it. week you're gonna be able to catch us um, with a, a guest star. We're gonna have um, one of our returning my guest best stars. friend, my best friend Sarah. <laughs> She uh, nice. she's going to join us to cover Green Lantern issues forty eight through fifty five. These are collected awesome. in um, different trade two, variations. Two to get them all together, there is a trade out there called um, Emerald Twilight and New Dawn that has all uh. eight of these issues as one. Uh, or you can find the New Dawn trade by itself, or the Emerald Twilight trade by itself, or in the issues. Interesting. Um, 
Again, uh, to go back, uh, I don't think we mentioned, Aaron, you did say that uh, all of these issues that we read this week were collected in trades, but it is three different trades. So the showcase issues are in the zero hour trade, and then there is a zero hour Batman and a zero hour Superman trade that Uh, had the other issues in them. So if you're you're a trade guy like me and you want to get them, that's where you can find them. I I think there's a zero hour omnibus or deluxe edition that might have it all together, but... Uh, I ain't paying for that, so. No. no. Or no, if I, you were a closeted homosexual preteen in the 90s uh, who had a crush on Kyle Rayner, then you should tune in to next week. So, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I am then. more excited for the next episode of this podcast than I have been for any non-What's New Nancy Drew podcast in a while. Well, I have so, a lot of questions about those books, Ben. So we'll... I am excited to get into them with our special guest. All right. Yeah. Well, Aaron, uh, what did we learn in our first episode of season seven? It's that time again. To do another one of our cute little skits? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the wheel of Batman. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Uh, well, gentlemen, we learned a shit ton, so I'm looking over my notes here, and I think there's only one that I can go with, even though there's a lot of good ones. Uh, we learned, uh, I'd get a baby dinosaur, and I'd burn down Buffalo Wild Wings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but I love their chicken. (laughs) All right, for the brother of the Batman, I am the baby brother, your sunshine into the DC universe, I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. Thanks for tuning back in one more time. And I'm Jake, the middle brother. (laughs) Thank you guys for coming back. Uh, We're looking forward to this continuing to go, and um, we appreciate everybody listening. Have a good week. Shadow!